beats Battlestar Galactica. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first video version of the Culture Cast podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Baker. Say hello to my brother and co-host, Noah. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Dude, I'm so excited we're doing this on video, even though my face looks like it's the size of a basketball, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, um, if you're new, you can go back and listen to our old episodes on audio um, on whatever podcast you listen to. Um, but yeah, we're going to be bringing them on video and audio from now on. So check us out on YouTube. Um, dude, how you been, man? Oh, pretty good. <clears throat> like I just told you before, I think I tore something in my leg. Uh, it's swollen. I don't know what I did, but playing some pickup basketball, went to shoot a layup, and some dude was just tree, just standing there like this, and I bumped into his knee, and I landed wrong on it. So trying to drink, eat some ibuprofen, and hope it's okay. It's part of getting old, man. Good so dumb. I was like, dude, I'm only 20. And I'm playing pickup basketball. I couldn't even make it a whole game. Like, that's pathetic. That's hilarious. Man, it, it sucks because we're obviously brothers, if you didn't know. And we're so far away. We never get to hang out. I feel like we hardly even talk anymore. Um, what's been going on with you? Literally nothing new. Um, Elden Ring came out last week, and I've devoted much of my time to that. We'll talk about that later. But um, – Work, church, family, that's about it. Nothing exciting. Same. <laughs> yep, work, go home. Yeah. Work, go home. Um, but yeah, we're just going to get right into this. We talked about it earlier, and we wouldn't necessarily feel like the culture cast if we didn't mention what's going on in Ukraine right now. Um, man, that's crazy. Have you been keeping up with any of that? Uh, a little bit. I don't try to put too much thought into it because all I hear is nuclear war, and I don't mm. really want to think about mm. nuclear war. So Yeah, and you're of age where you can actually get drafted. I think I'm a year past that, unfortunately, because honestly, I would fight if it came to it. But Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um, I've heard talk that because for a draft to actually happen, they would have to – pass it through legislation it would be a big ordeal like they wouldn't just you know be like hey guys you're going to war it would take right. it would be a process but i've heard that with the way that war is now that they wouldn't even do a draft because most of it's in the air anyway mm -hmm. um right so i don't know but at the end of the day like yeah i'd go i'd go fight for my country you know for sure man i'd go fight for ukraine honestly man that's oh, yeah. some crazy stuff going on there obviously our thoughts and prayers are with the people over there and honestly the people in russia that are actually good people that are against what putin's doing and they're suffering because obviously with these sanctions and um their economies like deflating and they're just in a tough spot you know just being alive and being over there you know like i feel bad for those people as well so it's just a really bad situation and I, we're honestly this is the most political we'll get on this podcast we're not going to talk about politics nobody 
nobody cares. Um, like, I don't care what yours are. You don't care what mine are. And we're not going to talk about it. But this is pretty important. And it's something that can potentially affect way more than just Ukraine. So, yeah. Um, well, and, you know, you mentioned the Russian people and there's like protests going on. Like they don't, the people don't want jailed their- for protesting. Oh, I know. That's how Russia is. They throw people in jail if they uh, rebel against government. But um, they are, their economy over the last weekend, they dropped 5%. Um, like, I don't think anyone expected Russia to take that big of a hit economically. Um, and so, yeah, I totally feel for those people. But I have a couple of stats up here. So supposedly estimated losses updated two hours ago. Um, and I don't know what source this is from. But these are just some some stats that I'm seeing. Um, it says there's been at least 9.1 thousand deaths, 1.8 thousand <clears throat> non-fatal injuries, at least 1.3 million people displaced, and at least 100 buildings destroyed. That's and insane. it and it's only going up. Well, what's even crazier is they had talks and were setting up corridors for people to be able to evacuate like Russia agreed to it. And I read something this morning that there were fighting taking place in those corridors that they had agreed that they would leave alone. So it's just a bad situation. It just seems like it's going to keep getting worse. Um, and that's, that's where it gets scary for everybody else because once Putin decides, uh, I want more than Ukraine, that's when the U.S. is getting involved because they've already said we'll protect all NATO countries to the full extent you know and so that's when it gets scary is if Putin's like I'm going on I'm going further <laughs> like, well and I, and I think if he if he gets Ukraine which man they're putting up a fight but if yeah, for are. some reason he takes over um, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to push and so the second like you said the second he crosses NATO territory it's going to be all out war yeah so. it's going to be bad let's just hope that maybe it doesn't come to that and not maybe let's hope it does <laughs> not come to that. but um yeah so like i said we will not be talking anything political if it's gonna be a big deal like this is we'll probably bring it up but um we'll move on to some lighter stuff now yeah, um, good. yeah noah why don't you talk about elden ring some okay so um elden ring released last thursday at uh 11 o'clock central standard time so I, uh, and I talked about this on my, uh, all things games podcast, which came out yesterday. So, uh, be sure to link that yeah. in the description, go check it out. Um, I did a full episode on Elden ring, but, and I'm not going to hit on everything that I talked on in that episode. Cause it was a 20 minute episode, but, um, it came out last Thursday at 11 PM central standard time. Um, I have never played a dark souls game in my life ever. I've, I haven't touched one. I didn't watch YouTube videos of one. Like I had never even considered playing a dark souls game and so um i made the podcast yesterday um and i already know that you know some people probably watched it and were like he's just a souls fanboy uh because i was just talking about how can you be if you've never played a souls game (laughs) right and so i tried to like stress that at the beginning of the episode i was like i've never even played or thought about playing a souls game so i made that pretty clear i'm not a fanboy um but anyway so I do want to give a quick story as to how I, um, as how I pre-ordered it. Cause it's pretty funny. So my, my buddy, the guy I work with Corbin, you know, probably know Corbin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, uh, was playing Sekiro, uh, which is a from software game and it took him three years to beat the final boss. And so 
he finally ended up getting the the determination to beat it so he he threw it on he finally beat the boss after three years and so he showed me some gameplay of it and i was like dude this game looks pretty sweet the combat in it looked dope um and i just think that japanese game developers are like top tier like i think that they're better than america i mean but we have pokemon from them we have zelda um isn't mario is mario japanese yeah Yeah. so we get all of these epic games from japanese game devs and so um i think they're awesome and so i watched gameplay i was like that looks sweet um i want to try that out sometime so i was lying in bed the saturday night before Elden Ring released, and I just got this sudden urge. I was like, I want to get up and go play Sekiro. Um, so I text him. I was like, How much is how much is Sekiro on the Xbox Store? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, Don't buy Sekiro. Just pre-order Elden Ring. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even consider. Um, and so I was like, All right, I'll do it next payday. Um, he's like, That's this Thursday, which is the day it released. And I was like, Okay. So I was watching gameplay of it throughout the week, and I got super anxious. So I downloaded it a day early on Wednesday. We got snowed out of work on Wednesday and Thursday, um, and I'm already off on Friday. And so um, I was like just super anxious for this game. I was watching a bunch of videos. Then he texted me and told me it came out at 11, and we thought it was midnight originally. So I was like, oh, shoot. So it, came, it comes out at 11. I stay up till 4.30 in the morning playing it, which is the latest I've ever stayed up. Well, that's the latest I've ever stayed up playing video games with my own, you know, um, will and so i stayed up till 4 30 i played it i played it all weekend long it's so it's been a week now um i put 36 hours into it i'm level 50 um and i am just grinding that game out loving it it's so awesome um there's a lot of people who don't like the difficulty of it because it's a difficult game but dude it's like in my opinion and i'm like I'm, I mean this totally. It is the best video game I've ever played. Like I've never been this addicted to a game and I've never, um, I've never enjoyed a game as much as I do this one. So Elden Ring is a total bop. Nice. So did you buy it or did you play it on Game Pass? Uh, I had to buy it. Gotcha. Okay. So. Is it, it, was it a release for Game Pass at all? No. Um, it's not, but thankfully this year, Avowed comes out. I think this year, oh, yeah. Avowed's coming that, out. That's, that's going to be Game Pass, yeah. and then Starfield's going to be Game Pass. And both of those are day one, and we could pre-order them like two months before. So nice. go Xbox. Yeah, I, um, I'm i pretty sure Avowed is basically Obsidian's version of Skyrim, in a sense. Um, and that will be the next game that I probably stay up till four in the morning playing. Like, I am very pumped for that game looks pretty cool um man i'm really thinking well, i still can't even buy a new console here so um i don't even know why i'm talking about it because they're still not available and i'm not ordering one online um why not ordering on one online yeah how come you won't i ordered a playstation once online and it came to me broken and i had and no i'm not i just want to walk into a store and buy one you know okay so saying? let me ask you you have a PlayStation 4 right now, right? Correct. Um, and I know that, like, I texted you last week. I was like, do you play? And you said, no, you're super busy. I get it. Um, if you got a new console, do you think you would play more? It just depends because, all right. So I'm glad we're talking about games because this, this is weird. There's not a lot of new stuff out right now that's got my attention. Um. 
as far as okay we'll we'll just go on the playstation side okay so new games there's really nothing out that i want to play however there are updates new generation updates for gta 5 and the witcher 3 um that is giving completely like new content better graphics obviously and stuff like that so for that reason i want a ps5 but xbox right now currently has a lot more to offer with game pass obviously and so man it's gonna be a matter of which one's available first for me to go into a store and buy if playstation has their version of game pass done by that time then i'll buy a playstation but if they don't then i'll probably buy an xbox and go the game pass way it's just a matter of when i can go into a store and buy one so will you get a digital if so say that if i get an xbox it'll be digital okay so you won't do a playstation digital only no and that's just because it's backwards compatible and i can play my current ps4 games on it i could just pop my disc into ps5 so yeah i got the uh, xbox s and it's digital only but it is so stinking convenient like first of all and like i'm not gonna boast on xbox a whole lot because that's not what we're talking about but they have sales all the stinking time on the xbox store like they have sales on games they have uh so over christmas all the dark souls games were dropped 30 dollars, and they were 10 bucks instead of 30 or 40 bucks um, and so I wish I would have known that at the time because I haven't played the other Dark Souls games, but they they have sales all the time. Um, and I think that might be, I think they do that because they know that you could go to GameStop and say if you had an Xbox One and could slip a disc in <clears throat> or whatever the other X, Xbox X, I guess. But they know that you could go into GameStop. Um, oh, your whole body just cut out. In, sorry. <laughs> These back screens are cracking me up. I want to see if I can... Anyway, so I, I think that they do those sales all the time because they know that you could walk into uh, GameStop and pick up a cheap game, a used game, and, and pop it in. Um, whereas with the Xbox S or a digital only, you can't do that. Um, and so right. I think that's part of the reason why they do it. But um, I've, because I was kind of hesitant about getting a digital only at first, but man, I, I couldn't complain. Um, it's awesome. And plus, Game Pass, you know, there's yeah, so yeah. many games on there. Obviously, I am a PlayStation fanboy, so I'm going to just counter with PlayStation has fantastic sales, too, on the PS Store all the time. For instance, that Assassin's Creed game that I bought the Gold Edition, which was a regular $89.99, and I got it for $19.99. That's like a 60% discount. Um, So, yeah, counter. Game Pass. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> PlayStation just doesn't compare. PS Now is nothing compared to at all. Period. So no, it's not. Um, well, and like I, I hate it because I used to be a PlayStation guy. I went Xbox fanboy in a matter of days. Like the second I bought Game Pass, I just went fanboy because it's amazing. I'll be a PlayStation fanboy even if I buy an Xbox and play Game Pass. Mm. And I seriously do think that if PlayStation comes up with something, which obviously they are working on, um, that compares to Game Pass, 
boom, it's it's a done deal. PlayStation will still be top notch. I, I think definitely because uh, I don't know. They're a more I, powerful console too. They're more powerful. I don't know what the PlayStation 4 is going to do. I heard that they're going to keep pumping games out for it, but right now the, the PlayStation 5 is... It, I mean, there's it's not great... much to play on it, though. Right, and that's what I'm saying. They should have took that into consideration whenever they pumped this console out because I know that... So the month it came out, I know, what was it? Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, um, and then... I think there was one or two other new games that came out that you could play on there. But other than that, it was all you had to play the games that you had on your PlayStation. Right. And to me, that just didn't see worth. It didn't seem worth buying one because I'm like, I don't have any options here. Well, yeah, and that's uh, another reason why I haven't bought one. It goes back to the fact that there's no games out right now that I even want to buy. So I would just be playing what I'm already playing on my PS4. Right. So, yeah. So, do you have any plans of getting back into into gaming? Oh, for sure. It'll always be something I do. It's just, I've just been so busy. I've not really played anything outside of digging into The Witcher 3. And I'm just going to take one game at a time, beat it, and delete it off my system because I have so many games downloaded right now. Um, And I have about 70 games that I still want to download and play. So, yeah. No, I get it, dude. And that's part of the problem with Game Pass is that so at one point I had 42 games on my console because I had a terabyte hard drive and I literally had to go through and clear because I was like, what the heck am I supposed to play? So I literally got to where I had three games on my console at once and I would pop whatever I was feeling in that day. Um, And that kind of kept me a little bit disciplined, but no, I I get it. Like, especially when you buy new games. uh, So whenever I, before I got rid of my PlayStation, I had, God of War, um, Kingdom Come, Deliverance, and uh, The Witcher. And I literally had all three of those games at the same time. And I didn't even start. Well, I started God of War, and I didn't even barely get through it because I was like, I want to play The Witcher. I want to play Kingdom Come. So um, there, it has its pros and cons. Uh, and that might be a good thing about having a PlayStation 5 is every time they pump out a new game, you just get that and play it because there's not a whole bunch of options. But I don't know. I don't know. Did you get rid of your PlayStation completely? Yeah, yeah, I did. I uh, so what I did is I had I had my PlayStation because um, we played I guess two months ago, last month something, and so I guess last year I got rid of my Switch, um, and then I just got on this like super big Switch kick. So I traded Derek um, a guitar, my my acoustic guitar for his PlayStation because he wanted an acoustic. So. What I did is a couple of weeks ago, I just loaded up my PlayStation 4, um, my old my Switch Lite because I had a mini Switch, not the one that hooked up to the TV, and I took it all in. I traded it for a, a brand new Switch. Um, so I got a new Switch, and I'm playing through um, – I mean, I'm playing through so many games. And, dude, another problem that um, I ran into whenever Elden Ring came out is I was on a Switch kick. I was playing – I got the new Pokemon RCS game. It is a ton of fun. I got um, – I was playing through Breath of the Wild, um, and then I was playing through something else. And literally on that kick of me playing Switch, Elden Ring came out, and I've barely touched my Switch since because I'm so into Elden Ring. So uh, I I got rid of the PlayStation, and I'm focusing right now on Xbox and, and Switch. Man, that means we can't play Fallout 76 or Red Dead 2 anymore together. 
well, but we couldn't anyway because I wasn't paying for PlayStation Online. Mm. Yeah, true. I was paying the $15 for the Xbox. So that's if I was still paying for that, I would have kept my PlayStation. Now, do you pay $15 a month? Yeah. So, and does that include online service? Too? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's $8 a month, I think, for just online. Uh, it might be seven. And then the other seven slash eight um, comes for the Game Pass. Nice. Okay, cool. All right. We, we need to figure out something about these backdrops. Like, I don't know if there's a way we can get a solid to where it's not like a green screen because look at that that's gonna happen with the app that's just the way it is now if you do get a green screen i think it will be a lot more crisp got it but um yeah so we're gonna move on to our main topic man this is something that me and noah are completely passionate about i mean music is life um obviously i don't have talents musical capabilities um but i understand i love to listen music is just everything now noah on the other hand he can sing he can play guitar he smells i can shred just had to throw the smell part in to kind of make myself feel a little bit better but um yeah we stinking love music and um one thing i kind of wanted to mention was the pandemic and you said we weren't getting political ah, yeah so the pandemic and how the stupid lockdowns honestly benefited music and creativity and I feel like it's the only positive thing that happened out of the whole COVID thing and was music, honestly, like, well, in creative arts in general, but our focus music, because that's, what's cool. So, um, but yeah, I'll start off. So bands that I've listened to for 20 years, close to um, bands like, uh bullet for my valentine the devil uh probably more like 15 years but anyways bands have been around for almost 20 years um they have made some of the best music that they've ever made um here recently in the last couple years like bands that for instance um bullet for my valentine so when they came out, I loved their first album. So good. Second album, not too bad. I fell off for years after that. But then they put this last album out over the um, pandemic. Blew me away. Some of the best music they've ever made. And same thing with um, other bands. I know you like to listen to August Burns Red, for instance. Um, their last single they put out, Vengeance, is now my new favorite song and they're a band that's been around since i think 07 08 something like that um so they've been around for a long time and it, okay so i'm even, i'm gonna throw a band in too yeah go go for uh, it so asking alexandria they were <laughs> they started out as a heavy band and yeah they got they got easier and like softer as the years went by but i personally and i don't know what your thoughts are i think this last album was one of their best in years like I'm a big fan of their new album. 
so, especially, and I think that I could say that because I saw them live. Mm-hmm, I don't know, right. if, like, if I didn't see them live, I don't know if I would have been that compelled to say that. But seeing them live, I think that was, I think that was a really good project. That I don't know. That's just my thought. Okay, so let's just talk about Oscar Alexandria. Okay, so um, obviously you've heard their old stuff from when they came out back in the day. Heavy. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to see them though. Yeah. Whenever they were playing that kind of music. And they were fantastic. I mean, they're still good. They're a great live band. They've obviously matured their sound. It's a lot different. So um, let me clarify what I was saying. I don't, I'm not saying their performance. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the album itself seemed to me like one of the best albums that they put out in years. Yeah. I see, and, and they're a band that I've not really came back to since they started really um their first few albums i thought were great but they kind of just fell off on me and this last album didn't help and that's only because for me i know what they can do and that's the sound that i really want from them especially like he Danny barely screams in the new album. I mean, like, it, they're more yells. It's not like screaming like back in the day. But yet, I know he still can because if you've heard the Grinch song with um, Jared Dines, he belts it in that and he still got it. And so I, know, I just don't understand why he doesn't okay. utilize it. So then, if you're going this route, what's your thoughts on a day to remember's new album? Because oh, it was completely different. Like for me, when I think of a day to remember, um, I think of what separates me from you. Like they were heavy. Like that that was a heavy band back in the day, um, and they've mellowed out. Especially this new one's kind of like a pop slash slash rock. So, what are your thoughts on that? So yeah, they have, but. I don't know. I still really like the album. I'll almost listen to every song on it. And it's because they haven't really necessarily lost their way. Yes, they make probably more songs that are lighter compared to older albums, but they do still got it and they'll still put it out there on an album. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's why I still follow them and still like them. And obviously they're to me, probably they're, they're my favorite live band to see now. Um, the last few times that they played live, they just put on an amazing show. Like his vocals live, like are relentless. Like so good. to be able to sing and scream. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay, and sorry. maintain that is just, it's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, but um, all these bands from back in the day that, are still doing music. I feel like some of them are making some of the best music they've ever made. Um, So, and even genres as a whole, like for instance, Deathcore. Deathcore used to be a very underground genre that really nobody listened to. Like, besides those hardcore deathcore fans then there were some like probably metalheads that listened to a little bit of it but over the last couple of years some of these bands have came like really prominent like uh slaughter to prevail or brand of sacrifice 
Mm, there's a do few you, other ones, but do you know how? Uh, and this is kind of off topic, but do you know how all this stuff going on in Russia has affected Slaughter to Prevail at all? Is it? <laughs> yeah. So um, I was actually going to bring this up earlier, but their frontman Alex Terrible put out a video. Um, I don't know if you follow much about Slaughter to Prevail or have you seen any of their music videos like yeah their last <laughs> they're one, wild yeah baba yaga had, he's like rolling around in a tank with a missile fighting launcher, a bear yeah fighting a bear like the dude's crazy and a lot of his videos in the thumbnail say like russian hate project and stuff and so i've always maybe portrayed him as a I don't know, maybe a bad guy or a guy that hates everything non-Russia. But they actually put out a video statement, um, well, he did, um, basically stating, hey, we're against this war. We're against all wars. Um, You know, don't, because just because we do the tanks and missile launchers and stuff like that in our video doesn't mean we're for this and stop taking it out on all russians basically because they were getting slammed apparently like just because they're russian and people were like oh you're you're for putin blah blah blah. and they're like no and if you go listen to the video it's less than a minute long you can hear the shakiness in his voice like he seems terrified to even put the video out because they're a pretty popular band and you going out on social media and saying we're against this could be bad for them you know what i mean yeah. <clears throat> man i hate that for them and i think that a huge misconception is it, it's this everyone in russia is bad <laughs> and people do not understand unless they're watching the news that they do not want this war right. they don't they don't want it at all well it's almost a repeat of world war ii with germany you know yeah. like everybody hated germany they're no every but, but he hated Adolf Hitler and what he was doing, not right, necessarily yeah. the German people, um, just like what's going on now. Nobody hates the Russians. People hate what Putin's doing. And there are obviously Russian supporters that support him. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just didn't know how this, if this was affecting Soldered Prevail's uh, tours. It will, like- because they don't really come to like the U.S. They tour around there. Like he even mentioned in the video that they had just did a tour in the Ukraine. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's like will they even be able to? Them. Are they even going to be able to stay a band? Because I know that the economy is bad. They will, but fortunately, I I'm I don't think they're signed anymore. I think they're all independent, so it's not like. You know, and they have millions of supporters, so they're still going to make money off YouTube and whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, well, because I heard, and this is another thing I feel terrible about. Um, and this, the only reason I'm still talking about this is because it goes with what we're talking about. But they are there's like people saying that I know PlayStation and other like Xbox are saying cut services from Russia. I didn't know if YouTube was trying to cut services from Russia, but I was thinking like, if that's something they're going to do then they're not going to be able to even put music videos out and that's going to hurt them and like yeah. to me like <clears throat> i want to be honest so i know that putting sanctions on russia is what you have to do but i almost hate it because of the way that it's affecting the people like, yeah to, that... to me saying put sanctions on 
I heard someone, you know, uh, whenever Joe Biden gave his interview, people were asking, why aren't you putting sanctions on Putin or something along those lines? And to me, it's like target him. Don't target the whole Russian economy. Unfortunately, it's just goes hand in hand in that situation. But yeah, I, I suppose. I almost see it as we come off as weak. I feel like the U.S. just looks weak, like, oh, we're going to slap them on the wrist, but we're not going to get involved, which I do know us getting involved could cause a nuclear war. So, yeah, it's really hard. That's really hard. You know, you got that decision to make, you know, do you go and actually fight or do you try every other effort you can to stop him? Well, and that's a tough call. And like, I, I the Bible tells me to respect my leaders. And so even though if I don't like them, I still got to respect them. I respect Joe Biden. Um, I, I totally feel for him because it's not easy to make the call of getting involved. You know, it's the moral thing to do, but at the end of the day, you have to protect your country. And so it's, it's, uh, do I get involved um, and potentially destroy my country or, do I stay back and do what I can without getting involved? You know what I mean? So I don't know, but it's tough, but yeah, I didn't want to really get off on this rabbit trail. I apologize. I, I just didn't know how that band and how other bands perhaps in that area were even going to be able to function with. Yeah. I think it'll definitely affect them. I even think back to something I saw last week about a game developer in the Ukraine. that was like, after all this is over, we'll be back. <laughs> so wow yeah it's it's definitely gonna put a strain on any kind of creators in that area because that's just bad but um anyways um back to like deathcore like i was saying it's like completely used to be completely underground but now it's like kind of in the forefront because wow a lot of it has to do with social media honestly because if you go look at alex terrible's videos um they get millions and millions of views um he's he markets the band himself like he is the sole marketer for the band he i think even posts like their music videos on his channel they don't i don't think they even have a slaughter or bell channel um but anyways um and then the band brand of sacrifice have you heard of them oh yeah so kyle was like on forbes magazine um that's pretty out there i mean you're not a underground rock band anymore when you're on forbes (laughs) do you think that the pandemic is what caused all of this spark yeah i do um i think them being at home not being able to tour and a lot of these bands that's their that's how they make money they don't have regular jobs like going out touring making music selling merch that's how they support themselves and so them having the downtime to just set and not have to worry about going on a tour or anything like that I think it sparked their creativity and so I think that our attention needs to go to the listeners um, because I know that they got more creative and I agree with you, but like what brought the listeners to listen? I mean, what brought 1 million people to listen to slut? And that's what I'm thinking. I think that the pandemic had a lot to do with that because I know for me personally, whenever the pandemic came out, um, I 
and this might just be me, you know, it might be you, but I, I saw a lot of new music videos, like at home stuff. There were bands doing home um, concerts oh, and yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah, live yeah. streams. Mm-hmm. And I got super into that. Mm-hmm. And I branched out and I surprisingly listened to a lot of different music. So part of me thinks that, you know, we have to focus on the listener in this case, because I think that the reason that these bands exploded like they did not discrediting their hard work and their creativity, but I think it's because the people had more time and had more of a desire to branch out and listen to other stuff. Cause there was a lot of people locked in at home. For sure. I agree 100%. Um, I even, when I go back to the end of the year and I was looking at my stats for Apple music and it showed, I discovered 963 new bands in, the, oh. in that year no way yes 963 new bands is that even possible or new artist no way yes 100 not even kidding so it just goes to show that yeah the people being at home like i had a want for new music and i think we can go even at youtube and people started doing all the reaction videos for music and i feel like that helped gain a lot of popularity because people wanted to see other people react to the things that they love and i got into it hard like i wanted to see people that don't necessarily listen to metal music react to metal music because i wanted them to see and hear what i hear you know what i'm saying and so yeah i know that i i think it helped a lot it well so whenever i went down to your place in uh may of last year and i know this is like kind of far removed from the initial pandemic stuff but to kind of go with what you're saying you showed me hardcore keem and he was reacting to some bands i'd never heard of so like Alchemist, yes. I was introduced to Alchemist from mm-hmm. Hardcore Keem, and now Alchemist is like my favorite. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a trap metal. And so, um, you know, that's just one band. I can't think of, I know there was, there was a lot more. Oh, I can, I can literally just name band after band after band that I never heard of before that I'm into now. And, and that's what's great about all this was they're reacting to all these bands I never even heard of. And so then, yeah, I'm going on Apple Music. I'm downloading their music because I like that song. And I'm like, holy smokes. And so I've just found so many bands just off that alone. Um, I scrolled through the other day and I was just looking at like, there's all these bands that I never even heard of, but I have, I even had to start a playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... Um, and I shuffle them out every week, like three or four new songs are going on it and three or four getting removed. Like, it's just a cycle of new music. It's crazy. Yeah, no, uh, I totally agree. I think that, and I think that the at home concerts drew a lot of people in, um, they were fantastic. They did. Do you remember in, in, um, what was it? Who, what band was it? You, what you watched them August. Was it August? No. Yeah. It was a Halloween couple. It was a Halloween oh, concert. Yes, they did an at-home concert and they promoted it very well and it was he- a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And people, I guarantee you there was people who maybe never even listened to them before that, that tuned in and watched. 
Um, and the, I think that they just did so good at drawing people in with the at-home concerts. And I do, I definitely think the pandemic sparked uh, a new wave of, of listeners. Yeah. And I, um, man, I did three, I did three of their um, home concerts. Um, I did the Devil Wears Prada. I did Belmont. I did August Prince Red. Um, so yeah, I was I was one that was buying those. I mean, there were like ten dollar tickets, and I mean, S- support the bands. Yeah, exactly. That was that was my thing. Like these bands, this is their job. If you and... want, if you want their music to keep coming out, then you have to support them. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be able to eventually see them live again, you're gonna buy a ticket and watch and. Man, right. yeah, those shows were great too. Like they put on excellent shows mm-hmm. um, on the TV. But yeah, crazy man. And honestly, there's all these new bands coming out too that are like pushing the genres and pushing the sound. Like bands like um, Oh Envisions. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, let's see. Uh, have you heard of Left to Suffer? Yep. They're pretty heavy, but they're like, they got all these like new metal um, kind of sounds in it. And uh, let's see, uh, Aviana, have you heard of them? I've or heard of them. I haven't listened to them. Hold Monuments. On. Don't think I've heard of Monuments. Maybe. I think they've been around for a little bit. But, anyways, man, these bands are just pushing and the sounds are just crazy good but yeah i just wanted to talk a little bit about music and how good it's been through the last couple years and good for people honestly yeah yep the the only positive that we can think of that came out of covid19 yeah good music yeah like yeah and i'm thankful for those reactors on youtube because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have discovered as many new bands as I have. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, man, is there anything else you want to talk about? I can't think of anything. All right. Well, guys, this is again the culture cast, and this is our first video version. Um, stay tuned because from now on we're gonna bring bringing them out on podcast and video version. Uh, eventually we're going to have guests. Um, we're going to try and we're, we're going to try and do anything possible we can do. I, if we can throw a vlog in there or, um, just one-on-one interviews with each other, just talking, um, we're, we're going to just do what we want. That's the whole reason why we started this. So just look out for everything. I guess <laughs> just whatever, um, shout out to josh for the artwork for our culture cast the background you're seeing here even though a little muffled sometimes because of zoom um but our artwork for our youtube page all that's from josh so i will link actually noah you'll have to edit the youtube video and link his page since i'm not on facebook anymore um but yeah we'll link him on the video you're not on Facebook anymore? No, I deleted it. Huh. Forgot <laughs> about that. 
but um yeah so guys thanks for listening if there's anything you want to hear um you can shoot us a message if this thing does well we will get a twitter and instagram and facebook account for the culture cast for now we're not going to have any social medias for it besides the youtube so you can drop a comment on the video if there's something you want to hear we will definitely you know hit you up and um you know all that good stuff so man thanks for listening and have a fantastic day my nipple tripled in size and i want to know if it's good or bad